Good morning, everyone. Good morning. This is Pastor Michael coming to you live and in person from the mezzanine. I'm very thankful to see you all here this morning. Um, it is a bit chilly, uh, but we can warm ourselves in God's love and grace. And if you need to, you can always step out of your car and run around a few times and get your blood flowing. Um, and I don't know how much warm it'll make you, but it would make us laugh up here. So uh, feel free to do that as you might need to. <laughs> um, we have a, a couple announcements, so I'm going to hand it over to our liturgist who's going to tell you about some stuff. Good morning again. Uh, we just have a couple of announcements this morning. Um, we are in need of a church historian and a membership secretary. If you are interested in either of these positions, would you please call or talk to Pastor Michael? And we want to remind you that there are a few workshops, three workshops in your bulletin today, and we, they're printed in your bulletin, and we'd like you to look them over and maybe join one or two or even three. Now will you join me in the call to worship? Let our hearts exalt in the Lord. Our strength is exalted in God. Let our mouths be ever fixed in praise. God has given us the victory. There is no holy one like the Lord. There is no rock like our God. Praise, praise the, the Lord. Lord. The opening hymn this morning is For the Healing of the Nations, found on 428 in your hymnal. Prayer. 
Merciful God, you hear our cries and honor our tears. Stir in us such a passion during worship that we might vow to give you our best for the glory of your name. Amen. And the next hymn is Rock of Ages, Cleft for Me, found on page 361 in your hymnals. Almighty God, speak your word to us and guide our feet, that we might be hearers and doers of your word. Amen. The first scripture reading today is Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. Pardon? Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. Verse... Uh, 4 verse 9 through 12 two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil for if they fall one will lift up the other but woe to one who is alone and falls and does not have another to help again if two lie together they keep warm but how can one keep warm alone and though one might prevail against another Two will withstand one. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. The word of God for the people of God, and you say, thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. People of God, the Lord has given us so much. Let us praise the Lord through our gifts for the uplift of God's kingdom. Religion, give me that 
that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion, and it's good enough for me. It was good for the Hebrew children. It was good for the Hebrew children. It was good for the Hebrew children, and it's good enough for me. Give me that old-time religion, give me that old-time religion, give me that old-time religion, and it's good enough for me. If you would please join us now in the doxology. Dear God, we offer these gifts back to you. Multiply them so that they might help build up your kingdom on earth. All glory, praise, and honor are due to you now and forevermore. Amen. Now is the time for our youth moment. If our youth and children would come on inside the building, uh, don't forget your masks, um, and we will chat for a few minutes, and then you'll have Sunday school. Okay. Good morning, boys and girls. How are you guys doing? I think you sound like you're awake, yeah? Okay. You're not awake? Well, I've only had one cup of coffee, so I'm kind of eh. Um, okay, so do you guys know what it means to encourage somebody? Does anybody else know what it means to encourage somebody? I do, I do. Okay, what do you think it means? Um, maybe I'm gonna need a cup of coffee. Not exactly. 
Okay, so to encourage somebody means that when you see someone doing something, even if it's not like perfect, you still, you tell them, you know, good job, keep working at it. You encourage them, you build them up, okay? So if you see, like say, uh, okay, say mom or dad are shoveling the driveway and you know what? Not all the snow is gonna get moved off, but that's okay. You can be encouraging and say, thank you for, for you know, shoveling off the driveway so we're safe. And it looks really nice. That's how you encourage somebody. Um, you can also kind of help them in what they're doing, okay? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I think that makes sense. Okay, so encouraging people is something that God wants us to do. It's talked a lot about in scripture. Okay, and I'm going to talk to the adults about that in a little bit. Um, so what I want you guys to do is whenever you see somebody working on something, even if they may be struggling a little bit, try to encourage them, okay? Um, and hopefully other people are doing that for you in the stuff you're doing in your life. All right, can you guys help me with one more thing? Can we do the Lord's Prayer? Okay, are you guys ready? Our Father, who art in heaven, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. On earth. On earth. As it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. Give us this day. Give us this day. Our daily bread. Our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses. And forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those, as we forgive those who trespass against us, who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, for thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the power, and the glory forever, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Okay, and I got one more surprise for you guys. We still have some of our light up suckers, so you guys can each have one more. Um, excuse me? Can we, can we all wait after class to open? Yeah, let's not open them until after Sunday school. Okay, you guys go have Sunday school, go have some fun, listen to your teachers. All right. If you look in your bulletin, you can see um, our prayer request. Uh, we have continued prayer for Alice G's sister, Nancy, who's dealing with dementia. Prayers for Barry Wright, needing healing mercies, along with uh, Jacob and the Oberski family, also needing healing mercies. Uh, prayers for Mary, who is having a knee replacement. Um, oh, no, she had her knee replacement. Um, so prayers for her healing after that. Um, prayers for Carol's knee replacement surgery that she had that it went, has gone well and she is healing up. Um, prayers for Paula and Susan, friends of Sheila's from high school who are both battling uh, cancer. Uh, continued prayers for Sue 
uh, whose chemo was not working and they are trying a different approach now for uh, the cancer she is suffering with. Uh, prayers for Lisa's family. Her youngest grandson has been diagnosed with spinal muscular atrophy. Uh, they are in the process of getting him approved for a relatively new gene therapy. So prayers not only for, for him, um, but also for the whole family is, um, this, is a, this is a rough thing to go through and it affects everybody. Um, prayers for Jim Strickland, who's having his knee surgery tomorrow, that it goes well and he heals up quickly. Um, and prayers requested for Judy uh, Crittenden on Raisin Center Highway and her entire family um, in need of healing mercies as well. If you would please join me now. Pastor, I have two oh. prayer requests. Oh, sorry, yes, go ahead. Um, first, for my aunt, uh, Jeanette Greenfield. She's over in um, Tecumseh Place, and the nurses think that she only has, she could go any day now, so prayers for her for a painless and, and easy trip to heaven. And also for my neighbor, um, and very good friend Mike Lambert, uh, he has a tumor on his liver and he's having complications and not able to get the treatment on, it, on the tumor. So prayers for healing mercies from the Lord. Absolutely. Whew. If you would join me now in an attitude of prayer. Holy God, we come before you today with prayers of thanksgiving for the many blessings you bestow upon us and the many people in this world who are working so hard to keep us healthy and safe. We lift up all of our doctors and nurses and surgeons and lab technicians and research scientists and so many others who are in the healthcare industry trying to keep us healthy and having a good quality of life. We ask that you would continue to guide their hands in the efforts and all that they do for many people that they help and are working with, especially those names we have lifted today. We also want to give you thanks for those who work to keep us safe, all of our men and women who serve in our armed forces, all of our police and firefighters, our first responders, and so many others. God, we ask that you would please keep them safe and strong, guide them in all that they say and do. And for those who are serving far away from home, we pray that they may be able to return home soon and we could begin to see an end of conflict in our world. God, we also lift up prayers of peace for those who are mourning the loss of a loved one as well as those who will be returning home to you soon. We ask for those transitions to be as peaceful and painless as possible. And for those of us who remain on this earth who are missing or will be missing those people, I ask for your comforting presence. Help them to know that we all mourn in our own time, in our own ways. There's no right way to do it. And may their loved ones surround them with love and support. God, we also lift to you today our nation and every nation in this world. We pray for, for peace and calmness. We pray that our leaders might find ways to work together for the betterment of all humanity, not just a select few. We pray that the nations might find ways to come together to work towards peace and that the hearts and minds of all people might be touched by your Holy Spirit so that we might see each other the way you see us as your beloved children, all equal and worthy of love and being and mercy and grace. God, we also pray for all of those who have lost their life to this pandemic. As we have lost over 400,000 people in our own country we know that even with this vaccine, it is not going to be an overnight process. There is still much work ahead. 
We pray for those who are suffering with COVID, those who are working to help them, whether it be to cure it, to make their time more comfortable as they deal with this virus, whatever it might be. And God, we ask that you would strengthen us to see through to the end of this, that we could continue to do what we can for the well-being of others, to listen to our health organizations and be responsible in all that we do. God, all of these things we lift to you this day, as well as those things that are in our hearts and minds, because you know our hearts and minds, O oh Lord. In the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Trusting in the grace of God, let us confess our sins against God and our neighbors. If you would please join me now in our prayer of confession. O God, who is faithful and just, we have failed to help those who have little while we have much. We are boastful and haughty and failed to appreciate the gifts you have given. Our arrogance has led us away from your righteous way. Forgive us, merciful God, and lead us to a humble path for Jesus' sake. Amen. Please take a few moments now for silent prayer and confession. People of God, Jesus Christ, who gave himself once and for all, forgives and saves. Therefore, be reconciled to one another, holding fast to the confession of our hope through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Will you please join me in the affirmation of faith? I believe in God, God the, the Father, Father Almighty, Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The second scripture reading today is 1 Thelosians 5, verses 1 through 11. Now, concerning the times and the seasons, brothers and sisters, you do not need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When they say there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman and there will be no escape. But you, beloved, are not in darkness. For, the day to surprise you, the day, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night or of darkness. So then, let us not fall asleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who are drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober and put on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God has destined us not for wrath but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep we may live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other as indeed you are doing. The word of God for the people of God. And you say, Thanks be to God. 
The next hymn is God of Love and God of Power, found on page 578 in your hymnals. scripture reading for today comes from the book of Hebrews chapter 10 verses 19 through 25. Therefore, my friends, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us approach with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who has promised is faithful. And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. This is the word of God for the people of God. And do you say, thanks, thanks be to God. Please join me again in an attitude of prayer. Holy God, above all else, we know that we can always depend on your love and grace. Even when we stumble and fall away, you never give up on us. Help us to be encouraging of others in their faith and in their passions. Help us to accept the encouragement of others for our own. We ask for your Holy Spirit to guide us always towards encouragement instead of hindrance or discouragement. And now may the words of my mouth and meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Well, here we are at the close of our January sermon series, New Year's Resolutions. Over the last few weeks, we have looked at some of the commandments and teachings and lessons in Scripture that we could adopt as viable and appropriate resolutions for our lives today, whether for this year or far beyond throughout our lifetimes. From Jesus to the apostles to the prophets of old, there are many in these passages who have offered some incredibly powerful words by which to live. 
We have used these past weeks to talk about loving God and loving our neighbor, as well as just how important it is for us to follow those commandments for the present and for the future. Then we talked about praying without ceasing, as well as how prayer without action is not enough. We talked about how prayer must follow action, or I'm sorry, action must follow prayer, and that the first actions we should typically engage in is loving each other and forgiving each other. And then last week we talked about caring for others and how much better the world could be if we could all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. This morning we are closing out our series by looking at the resolution of encouraging each other. Author Dave Willis once wrote, Be an encourager. The world has plenty of critics already. The first time I read that quote, it really hit me pretty hard. I think it was because of how true it felt to me. It made me stop and think about how many times that I have been critical of something someone else was attempting to do, whether to their face or, unfortunately, behind their back. And not like being critical of someone who is spewing hate speech or attacking another person, but just being critical of something someone else was attempting to accomplish. How many artists have been told that their work is worthless, lacking in depth, or some other critique, when what would have really helped them grow was some encouragement? How many children have been critiqued in moments that ended up crushing their dreams when a few words of encouragement might have propelled them towards true happiness and joy? How many dreams have been dashed to pieces because someone could not pause and offer encouragement instead of picking apart the work of another? Now, I'm not trying to say that we should stop evaluating things and ignore opportunities for improvement or to make stuff better, but there are different ways to approach this kind of stuff. And I guess I would always rather approach things with an attitude of love. I would rather praise someone effort, someone's efforts and offer constructive feedback, but only if asked for it. Too often I feel like people are quick to offer negative feedback, especially when it has not been asked for. Now, our scripture readings also offer some thoughts on encouraging each other. In our reading from 1 Thessalonians, we find some passages that talk about living a Christian life and anticipating the return of Jesus. It talks about not falling asleep and being alert for the return. It talks about putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. And it ends with verse 11 that says, Therefore encourage one another and build each other up as indeed you are doing. In this case, the author, who's assumed to be the Apostle Paul, is talking about encouraging their fellow Christians and how they live their lives and in being prepared for when Jesus would return. And he does this because he wants them to be ready for that day. Paul also does this with the churches in Corinth and Ephesus by instructing the Corinthians to build up others in the church and the Ephesians to grow and build themselves up in love. In our reading from Ecclesiastes, we find similar language about the need to encourage and support one another. Ecclesiastes talks about how two are better than one because they can help each other, lift each other up, care for each other, and help protect each other. This section describes what I believe most people would probably describe as a good friendship. And I would hope that friends would be encouraging of each other, not tearing each other down or apart, even when they may disagree on something. And then we come to our reading from the book of Hebrews, also believed to be a letter written by the Apostle Paul, but again, whose authorship is often questioned and cannot be guaranteed. This section of text is headed as a call to persevere. In this section of the letter, the author is mainly focused and concerned with encouraging the readers to apply in their own lives the results of what Christ has done. And this call to persevere is not just regarding any attacks or suffering or oppression against the church, 
although I'm sure that was definitely a part of it, but it was also regarding the need to persevere in their faith and in working to live as followers of Jesus. And it ends with the instructions to let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. The author here is asking the readers to build each other up out of love and out of the desire to see each other grow in their faith and in their love of God. The author is asking the readers to encourage each other not just to love, but also towards doing good deeds and to live according to Jesus' teachings. And I'll be honest with you right now. With everything going on in our world, I cannot think of a better final resolution for us to consider for this year and for years to come. In addition to being encouraging of others in their passions and their joys, what if we could also be encouraging of others in their faith? What if we put more energy into helping each other to grow in our faith? And it's not that I don't think that you are all already doing that now with your friends and loved ones. I am sure that you are and you continue to do that. But what if we did that more with everyone, even the people we're still getting to know? When I was an undergrad, I commuted to my college um, every day, which was in downtown Chicago. Um, I took the train, st or took the train in um, and walked down Canal Street to State Street and then State Street to where my college was. And for those of you who are unfamiliar, uh, State Street is one of the main streets in downtown Chicago, uh, probably just behind like Michigan Avenue, Ma the Magnificent Mile in the list of big streets or important streets, um, depending on who you ask, of course. Um, but very busy, running right through the heart of downtown Chicago. And I cannot tell you how many street corner preachers that I saw and heard now, granted, this was some years ago, and it's not quite as common today, but what I witnessed to me was appalling. These preachers were practically screaming at people that if they didn't believe right in this very moment, God would condemn them to hell for eternity. Really? Just like that? The God of love? the God of second chances, the God that sent his only son into the world to save it, was just going to throw you away right then and there if you didn't immediately convert? That's not the God I know. Faith through fear is dangerous. Faith through fear might not even really be faith, depending on how you think about it and understand it. And there is a difference between having a respect and a healthy fear of God and being afraid that you're going to be condemned for an eternity. God doesn't want us to come to faith out of fear. God wants us to come to faith out of love, love for God and love for one another. And when we are encouraging each other, whether in our faith or in our passions or in other parts of our lives, that is love. There is nothing wrong with sharing faith in the good news, but the good news is about love, not condemnation. When I think about how hard parts of this life are, I would much rather have someone encouraging me to keep trying, to not give up, to do my best, instead of telling me how badly I am at something or how poorly I am performing. We are human, let's get that clear right off the bat. None of us are perfect. None of us are without sin. None of us are yet complete. If you think that you have no more growing to do in this life, you may need to rethink that approach. That is part of why most people try to do New Year's resolutions, to grow, to get better, to be better. And I just think about how many stories that I have read or heard about some famous individual, um, whether some kind of achievement or whatever it may be, but how many stories include this moment when that person was ready to give up, 
but they kept going because of someone else's encouragement. Or maybe they weren't even ready to give up because they never thought of giving up, and that was because they had that continued encouragement around them. Our mission as United Methodists is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. What method do you think will be more effective in making disciples? Criticizing someone else's faith or encouraging and helping someone else to grow in their faith? One of the best parts of the work that I get to do is seeing people's faith grow. And then also realizing my own faith is growing as well. For the people who teach young children and many others, I think it's kind of like watching those kids as they grow and learn. Now, it's not that I'm saying I, I'm looking at all of you as little children, by no means, but the sense of joy that I get as I see other people growing in their faith alongside me and others, and the opportunities to encourage them, I can only imagine is similar to what some of our teachers feel and witness themselves. As we close out this series, I really hope that some of these resolutions have resonated with you, or if not, maybe at least inspired you to search for some of your own. And if you have come up with some of your own, inspired by uh, some scripture passages or specific teachings of Jesus or another prophet or apostle, I ask that you would please share those with me. I don't know everything, I will never claim to know everything, and sharing that kind of stuff helps me grow in faith too. It is a means of encouraging someone in their faith and in their life. As we continue into this year, I hope that you will not just adopt some of these resolutions or others, but that you will give yourself the time to work on them. You don't have to be perfect in them, and besides, as we've already said, we can't be perfect because we are human. But I hope that you will be encouraged and will encourage others. If there are any ways I can help and be more encouraging for you, please do not hesitate to ask, and I promise to do the same. Even though 2020 is over, there are still many challenges and hurdles ahead for us to return to what we might think of as being close to normal life. But if we can be encouraging of each other, can care for each other, can pray and be active with prayer, and of course, if we can love God and love one another, I think we have a chance. And not just a chance, but a real opportunity to not just get back to normal, but to get to something even better. It is my fervent prayer that we might all find encouragement from one another, care for one another, pray and be in action for one another, and love one another. And I strongly believe that is the reality we will see because I have already seen you all do these things and I believe that I have come to know the character of your hearts. I am thankful to be here with all of you, and I am continued in my excitement to see where God leads us and what kind of impact we can have together in our community and in our world. Amen. Amen. Our closing hymn is number 110, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Did we in our strength and fight?
ask who that may be, Christ Jesus it is He, Lord Sabbath His name, from age to age the same, and He must Beloved, be encouraged in the Lord and do not be led astray. Stand firm in the witness of the gospel and do good deeds all for the glory of God. May the Lord continue to bless and keep you this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you. 